Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you believe that there is more to life than what you see right now and you want to find out more, listen in as her guests share their journey and their extraordinary experiences. Now, here is your host, Rhonda Grant. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show. Sometimes the universe has a way of placing people or obstacles in your path to help guide and direct you on your mission. Listen in as we discover the path my guest has traveled. Has she been inspired by a calling, crafted her journey, or a bit of both? I invite you to embrace the conversation and to use it to help you to recognize if this is happening in your life. Our guest today is Michelle Hayward, who is a passionate astrologer, intuitive, and mentor who is committed to bridging the gap between real-life experiences and the wisdom of the cosmos. Her unique approach involves tapping into the intuitive heart and fostering a connection with the higher self. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Ah, Thank you so much, Rhonda. It's an absolute pleasure and a joy to be here with you today. Yes, I'm. I've been so looking forward to this and spending some time and learning more about you and your journey. Let the audience know where you were born, not really where you were born, you can, and where you grew up, and a little bit about your background. Okay, I grew up in on the outskirts of Sydney. And back in that time, you know, when we didn't have all the, the big freeways and the you know, all these fast lanes that we have today. Uh, It used to take us about an hour to get to Sydney. So that was kind of considered on the outskirts of Sydney. But today you can actually get there a lot quicker Mm -hmm. than that. Um, We have all these tunnels and highways and things like that. So we grew up, there was the my dad who was a very hardworking bricklayer Yes. Which I often think, how does anyone have that much endurance to work so hard physically all your life? Mm-hmm. You know, I think you can do these things when you have a great love for your family, which my dad did. Yeah. So I think love can give you that, that endurance. Mum was very hardworking, managing the day-to-day routines. Mm-hmm. Um, raising six children. Wow. And things, of course, are very different to how they are today. Oh, yeah. You know, to do the washing, it wasn't a matter of <laughs> putting the washing. Putting a load in. <laughs> yeah, and pressing a couple of buttons. You yes. physically had to put things through the ringer and, yes. you know, all the old things. ringer washing machines. Yes, yes. And uh, so, and it was sort of an environment where there was lots of people just sort of moved to this area. They were building mm-hmm. a lot of building of new homes, sort of like a bush environment, sort of like that. Yes. And our oh, school, I went to a lovely school. I loved it because from the day I arrived at school, it was like, see you later, mum, I'm off. Yes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just... It was just great, you know, socialising with new people and learning new things, and I think that's been a big part of my life. Yes. A great joy in learning and meeting new people and new experiences. Yes. And so you've had a few different professions, and you all in the service industry, though. Can you speak a little bit about that? Yeah, definitely. It's interesting how life plays out and this you'll see all these common threads and and things, isn't it, really? And like you say, um, working in the service industry, my first job was working in the bank Mm -hmm. and I didn't really have sort of, I didn't know that's how life would start actually, but it was really because I was talking to my friends and they'd say, if you want a job, Go and apply at the bank, you'll get a job. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, is it that easy? Great. (laughs) Let's go. (laughs) 
And again, that's very different to today. And so off I went and I remember going, I, off I went to the big smoke, as we used to call it. And it would take me a good two hours to get there by public transport. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, I used to have to catch a bus to the train station, which would take about a good half an hour. And then it was like a, at least a good hour on the train and, you know, all the waiting and in between and all that. So easily added up to a couple of hours. And um, so, yeah, off I went. And this is a bit of a funny story. <laughs> in the interview, they sort of said to me, um, oh, can you type? And I sort of gazed out the window and looked across all the buildings and thought, yeah, of course, yeah, 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 I can. And they said, well, how many words can you type a minute? And I gazed out the window and I thought to myself, now, what's the right answer here? I said, oh, 60, 60, 60 to 70, you know, words per minute. <laughs> and you wouldn't believe it. I got the job. You and did? Um, my first, yeah, my first job was typing and the boss was sitting right behind me <laughs> at his desk and I was going on the typewriter. <laughs> It was definitely not 60 words per minute. <laughs> but I've got to say, I was a fast learner and I learned yes. how to type really fast with the boss sitting behind me. Oh, yes. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Uh, it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. I look, I think back and I think, oh, my goodness, I was just such a cheeky little thing. Like, Oh, yeah, know. that's what I'm thinking too. Yeah, you just, oh, yeah, I can do that. <laughs> Yeah, no worries. <laughs> and actually, it's, it is a bit of a theme in my life where I go, yeah, I can do that. So anyway, from the banking, then I went into nursing. Yes. And I sort of spent about seven to eight years in each sector. Mm -hmm. And then I thought after that, I thought, gee, um, what is it that I truly wanted to do? Mm -hmm. And I thought, gosh, I always wanted to be a chef. So off I went. <laughs> I went and did a few studies and then it was about the year 2000 and we were going to have, oh, just before the year 2000 and we had the Olympic 2000 Games coming up in Sydney. Yes. I thought to myself, wow, I'm going to go and volunteer. And then I reconsidered my thoughts and thought, well, why don't I go and get a job and get paid for it? So <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> off I went. Yes. Off to the interview. Thousands uh -huh. and thousands of people, you know, went for the job interviews. Sure. And here I am. I've got a job <laughs> working for this Sydney 2000 Olympics. I had no idea what I was going to do. Right. Anyway, so there was actually three of us. There was all the big chefs that were setting up, you know, kitchens and things like that. Mm -hmm. But there was three of us, myself, a Greek guy and a guy from Africa, that we were just sort of for about three months just, you know, sort of cleaning up different um, rooms and this and that. It was pretty uh -huh. laid back and casual. Anyway, it's... As things got closer to the Olympic Games, uh, the big boss sort of come up to me and said, would you like a job, you know, running the staff cafeteria? Mm. And I went, yeah, sure, I'd love to. <laughs> so here I was. Uh, all of a sudden I had a new job. Yes. I was running the staff caf and I thought, wow. <laughs> so... You know, I think these things come to us if we're open to the opportunities. Mm -hmm. And and here I was working at the Olympic Games and it was just absolutely the best job I ever had. Really? And so it must have been really busy. Oh, it was. The first time I opened the staff calf, the staff diner, to all the staff, yes. we had something like 2,000 people come through the diner. Wow. It was my first time running the staff, a staff, you know, dining. Um, yeah. So and, people um, I saw potential. It. Yeah, and people saw potential in you. They sure did. <laughs> and I just well, went you along didn't with let, it. Yeah, and you didn't let them down. 
no, no, I didn't. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it was it was really um, being part of the atmosphere of you know the games. It was just so exciting, and oh, the yes. opening ceremony. I was able to poke my head out through it. Uh, you know, a door and be able to get a glimpse of what was actually happening <clears throat> and uh, and then run back to the kitchen and keep everything all happening. Yes. And uh, and then so I sort of followed in my parents' footsteps by, you know, you know, by working really hard. I did lots and lots of long hours. Uh-huh. I, my weeks would begin with eight-hour days and as I got towards the end of the week, the days become like 14 hours, 14 hours, and then to finish off my week, I'd finish like on a 16-hour shift. And I also did that like with the nursing. I'd do something hours similar to 63 or 64 hours a week. I'd work all week and then I'd do double shifts, double shifts. I'd work all day, work night, Mm -hmm. and then do it the next day. Yeah. And I remember I couldn't even drive home once. I had to go and sleep in the car because I couldn't drive faster than 40 kilometres per hour. And, uh, yeah, so I think there was a really big um, work-life imbalance. Mm -hmm. And um, it really led me down the path of questioning where I was going and what life was really about. Mm Mm-hmm. And so what was so, your next step? I then um, started sort of started looking more deeply into my soul yes. through meditation. I started meditations mm-hmm. and, and really my world began to change. Oh. And I especially remember having this very, very deep connection with a horse. Yes. I was standing outside in the paddock and I just really felt this really strong connection mm-hmm. with this horse and while I was standing there I asked the horse this heartfelt question and that was is there any such thing as spirit straight after I asked that question a tap just down the down the paddock a little bit started overflowing with water Uh and I thought to myself well that that must mean something and um so I did a little bit of research I thought right water you know symbolizes things like cleansing purification Mm -hmm. regeneration and as I looked further I discovered it really did represent spirit. Mm-hmm. And that was a major moment, probably life-changing moment, really. Oh, yeah. And so I began to medita- meditation and my intuition just sort of like opened right up. And I started to get a lot of messages from animal totems. Mm-hmm. And I had never, ever experienced that before. It's new. And I, yeah, it was very new. Mm-hmm. And I realised there was so much wisdom and knowledge in, in the insights of these totems. And in life experience, I started to get really a lot of synchronicities that began to happen. Mm-hmm. And sort of following on from the story from, you know, my experience with the horse, um, in one of my meditations, got an image of an eagle. I mean, an Indian man mm-hmm. with an eagle on its head. Oh. And I was really surprised by that. I thought, oh, my goodness, what could this possibly mean? Mm-hmm. Anyway, I just continued on with my day-to-day things. And a few days later, I went down to this beautiful little crystal shop and I thought, I'm just going to get myself you know, my first little crystal. Yeah. And as I was in the shop, I noticed on the counter they had these beautiful angel cards. And I asked the lady behind the counter, oh, have you got any more of these cards? 
And she said, yes, just in the back corner. So I thought, okay, I'll go and have a look. So I went over and and, um, I was looking for these cards. And then this book, I picked up this book Mm -hmm. and on the cover was an Indian with an eagle on its head. Wow. Wow. And I thought, oh, this is a synchronicity. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And that book was written by Ted Andrews and it was called Animal Speak. Animal Speak, Uh uh-huh. And from there, so did that give you sort of a funny feeling inside that things are connected? And did you start to contemplate that this meditation was providing a window into your life that maybe was always there, but you didn't recognize, or maybe this was new? I think it gave me a different understanding. Because I always believed in, you know, that there is a definitely a, a higher power than, than you know, than mm-hmm. myself. Yeah. There, there is definitely a guiding force. And I began to really understand that nature, all forms of nature, is communicating with us all the time. Mm-hmm. And nature in its many forms, whether it's through the minerals, crystals, whether it's through animals, uh, whether it was through cosmos, we are all interconnected mm-hmm. and we are definitely not separate. And I really understood at a much deeper level that um, we are definitely spiritual beings having a physical human experience. Mm-hmm. So we just didn't live in this physical world. It was so much greater than that. Mm-hmm. And you must have felt sort of a comfort in that, that now that you've come to a realization that meditation, because mo- meditation really opens a door uh, to a window you hadn't seen before or noticed and puts things in your path you know, it's who is directing who almost, right? But you had a thought of intuition and you headed to that that store and there you got the confirmation. And so I'm fascinated when it happens in my life and I'm fascinated when it happens in other people's lives too. So what did you do then? Did you continue to meditate and say to yourself, boy, like this is happening. This is really getting my attention. And what else can I, well, co-create, right? You're co-creating with the universe because it's sending you and opening a door for you that you may may not have come across. Definitely. Um, with the meditation, I found mm-hmm. that I could very easily get to a place of complete stillness and I actually feel that's where the magic and the connection and all the insights and the wisdoms come from that place of Mm -hmm. absolute stillness and then I realized that it was that connection which we we all have the ability if we are quiet and still enough to have that connection Mm -hmm. um that it was really a guiding light and really that connection is really actually connecting to love because it's connecting to that heart space. Yes. And that's how I really live my life and I come up with my own little philosophy and and it is to be still, Uh um, to be receptive, which means being open and allowing flow. And that's allowing things to play out exactly the way it's meant to. So that really comes from a place of having faith and having trust, mm-hmm. you know, in the bigger realm of, of things. And so, so through my meditations, I were able to get animal totems as a guidance. You know, I soon realised that you could ask questions and get answers. And get answers. That, yeah, isn't that yes. 
Isn't that remarkable? <laughs> it is. You know, I mean, it's it's really no different than setting an intentional or, or saying a prayer and asking for help. Okay. Um, you know, but um, I was getting it through animal totems and different symbols mm-hmm. and and through all the synchronicities that began to happen that really just reinforced that connection mm-hmm. to that higher force, that higher energy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there were so many great stories, you know, like the time yeah. <laughs> when yeah. my husband had got um, had kidney stones. Yes. And he, he was rolling around on the couch in agony. And um, I said, oh, um, I'll ring the ambulance. And he said to me, oh, no, don't ring the ambulance. <laughs> so even though he's in agony and I felt terrible because I didn't feel like I could do anything to help him yeah. and I didn't want to override what he wanted. So I thought, okay, <laughs> just go with the flow with this. And I thought, oh, I know what I'll do. I'll ask spirit for help here. Yeah. So I ducked around the corner and I was, you know, getting out a thermometer so I could check his temperature, and I put it on, and a strange number came up on the thermometer. And so I thought, let's check out what this number means. So I did a quick little search on the numerology and what it meant, uh-huh. and the message was that an imminent decision was, you know, coming. So I thought, great, okay, we'll get, you know, an answer on this. It's either going to be, yes, we're going to ring the ambulance or yeah. it's going to be something else. So I went and sat next to my husband and I was, you know, asking for a lot of help for him to overcome, you know, the situation. And I must have just said the right thing because he goes, ring the ambulance. <laughs> and as as I was sort of sitting there and sort of asking for help, I got this image of Superman and I thought, oh, okay, he's going to be fine, you know. But um, sometimes when, you know, I'd get these insights, it would be validated, you know, mm-hmm. um, not long after, which is exactly what happened in this situation. I went mm-hmm. to the hospital and I met his roommate there and I said hello and I said to him what's that on your t-shirt he said oh Superman (laughs) and that's when I realized I thought oh everything's gonna be fine nothing to worry about yes and you talked about letting things unfold letting things happen and many times and this is our humanness we want to interfere We want Mm. to take charge when we start seeing things like that. And so it's a really good teaching just to let things happen, just to see what else is, you know, is going to be revealed to you. And I'm really uh, curious about uh, you being able to take that number uh, that they gave you and pop it into a chart and get some direction. Well, what I did there is. You can sort of look up all these sort of, doesn't matter what symbol it is, whether it's new in numbers or symbols. Yeah. I think probably one of the great things of having all this information at our fingertips these days, like with the yes. internet, there's amazing websites and, yes. you know, searches that to you help can do us. Yeah. to help us um, to understand what mm-hmm. the symbol meanings and the uh, deeper insights and that can be. So... I think having this information at our fingertips is that can be used in a great way. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Um, so, how did this lead you into astrology? Oh, I've always loved astrology. Yeah, <laughs> and I think it was just an, another natural progression. Uh-huh. And so, I studied the astrology, and. I was quickly amazed at how there's so much wisdom and knowledge in anyone's astrology chart. Mm-hmm. I think, again, it's just a, another way of connecting the dots. Yes. And a great example is I have Jupiter in my first house. Yes. Which And being on the ascendant. So this is going to be a very strong identity 
you know, people would recognise me by. Mm-hmm. And Jupiter is about good luck. Ah. He's planet of good luck, expansion, growth, and, and you know, quite jovial and cheerful and all that. And I do, <laughs> I do have that way about me, you know. Mm-hmm. Not much is going to knock me down for long because, you know, I kind of feel like it's a great blessing to, yes. Oh, yes. to be able to, you know, look on the brighter side of life. Because I understand, you know, not everyone looks that way. So, and in regards to my amazing opportunity for the Olympic Games, my chart at that time, Jupiter played a very prominent role and good luck and absolute good fortune. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like Jupiter um, was really reflected in my world during the Olympic 2000 Games. And Jupiter comes around every 12 years and I'm having what they call a Jupiter return and I am finding that luck and opportunities are just coming to me. And knowing, you know, that is the case, I'm not missing any opportunities at the moment. (laughs) Good. um, now, I was going to say, oh, yeah, and that's just one little example and a, a really another amazing story is a fellow astrologer who, who has a very uh, prominent Jupiter connection as well. Uh-huh. A friend put her, applied to put her into this TV show, which was a quiz show. Now, she wasn't described herself as an introvert and she thought going on TV, oh, I she didn't think that was a great idea. But she uh-huh. looked at her chart and she had Jupiter in a great position of being able to win money. So oh. she thought, you know what, I'm going on the show. She did. And guess what? She won. <laughs> she won all this money on this show that yes. somebody else, you know, put her, um, you know, applied on her behalf for this show. And she took the opportunity. But I've discovered that looking at the chart Mm -hmm. um, can really help you understand your life experiences. Oh, yes. It's almost like we're here and there's something mapped out for us that signifies the day that we were born, the time we were born, and how we have all these opportunities in our life that we don't even know about. We're operating here without one of the most important maps, I believe, in our lifetime. And if that woman did not realize or check that, she wouldn't have went on the show. And, you know, so if you have a map that you can refer to based on your birth time and your date, these, you're going to be able to recognize them like you recognize that you had put the masked person and the book together, that that meant something. And I think that if we all were equipped (laughs) with that knowledge that you hold to let people know and guide them through their life, it's so invaluable. So talk to us more about the different planets and what they might mean. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, Let's start with the sun. For example, the sun is really our core identity. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when you think of the sun, it's a life force energy, isn't it? Oh, yes. It keeps all of life, you know, full of energy, able to, you know, live and survive, really. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people just think that they're, a lot of people will know what their star sign or sun sign is. Yes, from astrology, yes. Yeah, through astrology. Just like the human body, we're not just, you know, an arm, a leg. We have organs that, you know, all talk and speak, you know, and connect and make us a whole. 
Yeah. Um, so even though the sun might be our core identity, it can be in various signs and there's 12 different signs of the zodiac. Mm-hmm. And they all play out very differently. You know, for example, a sun in Sagittarius is going to be very, it's ruled by Jupiter, so it's going to have this very joyful, happy, generous, sort of outgoing sort of energy about it. It wants to understand the world. It wants to see the bigger horizon. It Mm. loves to look at the big picture. You know, say the sun in Gemini, for example, Uh it's going to be a very curious um, energy. Mm-hmm. Who will want to learn and search, learn about new things? Who will love to connect with other people? Because it's it's like the little butterfly, you know, of the zodiac. It sort of uh, loves to go here and it loves to go there. Uh-huh. It's about movement. So that's just one little aspect. We have the sun, and then we've got the moon, mm-hmm. which is our emotions. Yeah. Um, for example, someone who may have the moon in Cancer, the sign Cancer is about the home, it's about nesting, it's about nurturing. So, you know, if you were to look at uh, the moon is also the mother archetype. Uh-huh. So if you had somebody with the moon in Cancer, for example, they would be a real homebody. Um, and I can see this in my husband because he has the moon in the sign of cancer and yeah. it's very funny. He loves to stay at home. At home. And before we <laughs> before we even leave home, his comment is, I can't wait to get home. And I have to remind him that we actually haven't left yet. <laughs> He's just hilarious. And we have these traits about us that we don't even understand ourselves why we have them unless we take that journey Absolutely. to find out, right? Yeah. yeah. So it gives you a deeper understanding where you come from, Yeah. but it also shows how you've evolved in life as well. There's different right. types of charts, so what we call a progression chart. Uh We can see that perhaps, say, your son started off in Sagittarius. Mm -hmm. It's now moved to, say, Cancer, which explains why, you know, we may operate and even feel different today to then when we were, say, a child. Because the energies shift and that all shows in your chart. So it's like a diary. It's a great diary. Okay. It's like, you know, you can go back and read your diary. (laughs) Where you've come it can show your foundations of life, you know, what the home life was like when you were growing up. It also is a clear indicator on where you would really shine in whether it's a working profession or whether it's from the perspective of your sole purpose. Right. Yeah, so... I found it is just another part of nature's knowledge and wisdom. Mm -hmm. It's so informative. And of course, there's a lot of people who will check their horoscopes each day sometimes. And you can check it online, I guess. And it it does help people to say, oh, you have to be careful today. But there's other things that are going on in the galaxy that does affect us. And those are when planets are in retrograde and different things like that. And so what we have to be careful about during that time and every sign I understand is affected differently by different planets. And so do you know about that, that science of the, of the planets and how they affect us? Well, just like the sun really affects our life force energy. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's nothing to say that all these other planets. Yes. Don't affect our life force energy. Yes. If the sun affects us, we all know the moon can affect 
our emotions oh, yes. at a full moon. Mm-hmm. And it's been fascinating to follow the moon phases as well. Yes. Like, you know, we have the new moon. And again, you know, it's if you look at the way nature is, you know, you plant a seed. Mm-hmm. That's what we do at the new moon. We're planting a seed. Yes. You can't actually see how it's going to unfold no. at that point because when you look at the moon, at the new moon, there's not a lot of light, is there? Mm-hmm. And then as we get more moonlight and we've got in conjunction with the sun, it, the plants begin to sprout and we begin to see where we are heading. Mm-hmm. And then we have to apply action and motion and intention to create. To create, um, yes. You know, and then, you know, the, the first quarter moon is going to test our commitment to that intention. Okay. Are we committed? And sometimes this is when a few little obstacles and yes. challenges, yeah. you know, can arise for us and we don't understand why these are in our path exactly yeah but it's the energy absolutely Mm -hmm. and then if you go okay we're in this first quarter phase Mm -hmm. okay I need to sort of step back a little bit you know be clear on where I'm heading and Mm -hmm. be committed right and so you keep your journey going and then we get to the full moon Yes. And we've got so much light, don't we? So the light is really there for us to look and see how everything is going. Mm-hmm. Is it really working out? Am I really still committed? Do I need to make some changes or do I need to let go mm-hmm. at this point? And um, and then we've got the last quarter moon and it's like that last burst of energy of getting to, you know, to the end of our goal and then we start the cycle again all over again you know mm-hmm. all over it's, again yeah it's such a great teaching i've you know if the moon can pull the water from the shore and put it back that is pretty incredible and so if it can do that it is also pulling us in a way and I'm really fascinated by that. And I've talked with people at the hospital and I've asked them, are they quiet sometimes? And then one night we're really, really busy. And they said, absolutely. There is a movement of energy that happens that we don't even realize unless we become curious. And we all know that, oh, the full moon's coming. Babies are born on the full moon. When I was, I ran a retail store as an entrepreneur and it was Grant's Tile and Bath and it was, um, you know, selling bathroom items as well as tile. And we also did renovations. And so often I would sit at the desk and nobody would come in the store and I would do work that I had to do because I, you know, running a business, there's lots to do. And then one by one, people would start coming in the store. And a couple hours later, everybody would leave. Like there'd just be a wave of people coming and a wave of people leaving. And so I thought, is this just an isolated occurrence? Because I had never worked in a retail store. Or is this something that I can pay attention to and, and watch? And it was like a rhythm. And you'd think, okay, but people came at lunchtime or they came after work. It didn't matter if it was lunchtime or whatever it was. It was almost like people all, you know, said, we need to get some tile and read, have our bathroom, you know, the, the tile around our bathtub redone or something like that. And then all those people, it's almost like other people who were thinking about that, that reinforced it. And then they all came into the store at the same time. And I was running the show myself. And, you know, I think that when we start paying attention, uh, and sometimes we don't know what we're to pay attention to, right? Well, what am I to pay attention to? And I think that the more meditating, the more conscious you become, there's lots that you start to see that you never saw before. And you wondered, was that happening? And I just didn't see it. Yeah. 
that's what was going on. <laughs> so can that you attest is... to that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it's so interesting because, again, if you think of the sun, it moves slowly around through all the zodiac signs, doesn't yes. it? Yes, yes. So, you know, I find, for example, when the sun is, say, in Virgo, uh-huh. people start cleaning up their homes, get decluttering. They start doing a spring clean. Okay. You know, when the sun is, I'm just trying to think here, other big things that happen. Well, we've got all the different sort of meaning of the houses, which, you know, can bring yes. in you know, what you were describing, lots of people doing similar things at the same, same time. time. Yeah. <laughs> so what that tells me is a lot of us responding. Yes. But not joining the dots that, you know, with, say, the cosmos. Yes. That this is happening because of, you know, the, these alignments. Yes. And, you know, in regards to what you're saying about the tide coming in and the tide going out, mm-hmm. we just, if you think about it, we're 70% water. Yeah. So why wouldn't, you know, we have Maybe this? Impacted. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, this is another amazing gift and tool that you can use timing to, you know, for important events by looking at, okay, where are the planets? What's going on? Because, you know, sometimes we may start start a project, but if the tide's coming in, well, the project doesn't matter how hard you're trying. The project's (laughs) not going to go very far. (laughs) And, you know, I've seen this time and time again. And, you know, with, you know, planets in retrograde, uh-huh. Uh, for example, it's actually not the best time to start something new because mm-hmm. retrogrades are about, you think of the word re, reevaluate. Mm-hmm. It's all about going back and looking at things because the planets are in a much slower motion, uh-huh. which, you know, so for example, you might find, you know, a shop front and it's for for lease yes it wouldn't be the best time to go and start a new business because it would only last short term okay and there's been examples of that you know Mm -hmm. it might be the perfect location you might have the perfect business yes but it just doesn't line up Mm -hmm. and then it fizzles out you know say we had a, a venus retrograde Yes. Um, it's like having rose-coloured glasses on. You're actually yeah. not seeing that well. So, um, <laughs> you know, Venus is all about beauty and love. Yes. You know, we might come meet somebody new and think, they're it, because <laughs> we've got these rose-coloured glasses on. The rose-coloured glasses, okay. And you, and you get to the end of the the Venus retrograde and go, look back and go, oh, my God goodness what was I thinking <laughs> and well, that's stories why that happens stories okay. like this yeah that's what happens. <laughs> you, yeah so you don't go and change your hair color because Venus is about design uh, you know artistic abilities yeah. yeah so it's not the time to go and say yay I'm going to go and change <laughs> the style of my hair and the color because you'll get to the other end and go Oh my goodness! What have what I done? Was I thinking it's <laughs> yeah. just not seeing clearly, you know. Oh, so it is. It's pretty amazing. It's pretty interesting. Yes, especially when you have your individual chart done. You're listening to the Rhonda Grant Show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by my sponsor, Symatrex. And today, I am speaking with Michelle Hayward. Michelle, please let the audience know how they may reach out to you uh, should they want to have their chart read. Sure. Um, there's a couple of ways of doing it. Yes. There's my um, website, which is um, michellehaywardastrologer.com. Yes. 
I do have a Facebook group, which is called Reclaim Intuitive Heart Energy Collective. Yes. You know, bringing people together, you know, with um, tapping into our intuitive heart and letting our heart guide us our way. And, And, of course, I've got my Facebook personal page, which is Michelle Hayward. Oh, and also Spotify. I have a Spotify show which is called Be Still, Be Receptive and Flow. Nice. And a few little episodes there which sort of talks a bit about each of those things and on the end of each of those episodes I have a meditation which I've created which Mm -hmm. is relating to the topics of co-creating with the heart there's a lovely grounding tree one and the other one is about letting go and being free and flowing in life so they're the few main areas that people can reach me on yeah what extraordinary discovery have you found in your life oh (laughs) that we are so much more than we believe or think that we are mm-hmm. every word thought feeling emotion has energy yes and we are truly the co-creators of our own life and the best way to do that is to come from the heart mm-hmm. and to connect deeply to your true essence and to the wisdom of the universe and wisdom of, you know, the great spirit, the inner force that is there Mm -hmm. guiding us in many, many ways. I think that's really important. There's many ways that we get guided on Mm -hmm. our path and on our journeys. And it it is like riding a magic carpet sometimes. Yes. And it's when you, you know you're in the right place because all the joy of all the synchronicities are there for everyone mm-hmm. to really experience. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Do you feel that you've been called to what you're doing today? Definitely. Mm-hmm. I know that life never goes in a straight line. <laughs> And we all want it to. People want it to. (laughs) Yes. We all want it to go in a straight line. But there's always, you know, it's a balance between stability and instability. And we do Mm -hmm. see that happening around us in the world today. And I've learned that you need to take yourself out of the chaos and to really be in that stillness. Mm -hmm. And if you can do that and if you really take the time to do that, we are always guided. And, you know, not just for ourselves, but we can help others on their pathway as well. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Absolutely. We want certainty until we're bored with our certainty. <laughs> and stir things up to get some uncertainty into the mix only (laughs) to pray that it would go away so you're on the other side and more comfortable right on the other side of uncertainty which again is certainty and then get bored with that you know oh yes (laughs) but um (laughs) you know I've really enjoyed our conversation and I'm a true testament of the work that you've done for me on my charts I was astounded with what I learned about myself that I knew about myself, but it was such confirmation and it really anchored me into attributes that I knew that I had, but I almost had to be reaffirmed. And I don't mean by a coach or anything like that, but the chart that you did to me really opened a window into a life that I've been living and not realizing that everything has been aligned for me. And now that I know that I really feel that I can really honor those gifts that I've come with 
and appreciate them and just move towards them knowing that that has been my birthright. And I recommend that everybody really think about doing this type of activity with Michelle, because as you can tell, she's very kind and warm and loving and she knows her stuff and she knows how to present that to you in a way that's going to be significant in your life's journey. Wow. Thank you. You're welcome. So thank you very much for being on the show. I really enjoyed our conversation as always. And uh, (laughs) boy, it's, um, I find it fascinating that with Zoom, we can reach people all over the world. And when you Mm -hmm. said Sydney, you mean Sydney, Australia is uh, where you were born and raised. And, And so I never would have met you maybe in a million lifetimes, if it was not for Zoom, which, you know, it's all outreaching and connections. And I was connected to you by another guest that I had on the show. And so I value you, I value your presence, and I thank you very much. Well, it was absolute pleasure um, to meet you, Rhonda, hearing your podcast, your stories, and seeing that there's you know, the similarities that were there. And I think the universe has this way of bringing really the right people into your life at the right time. And Mm -hmm. it really everyone is truly interconnected and we all are helping each other on this journey. And I just think, Mm -hmm. you know, how amazing is that? And with all this technology that we have, yes. you know, it's so exciting and it really used all in the right ways is an amazing tool. It sure so, is. Yeah, I feel blessed that we have crossed paths and I'm sure that we will still continue to connect oh, and, yes. and interact in many ways. Thank you. Thanks so much for being on the show. Thank you, Rhonda. Theme song for the Rhonda Grant Show is Sun on the Water, composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant Show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Digital Audio Health by Cymatrax.